When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back to the South End Zone. I'm your host, Jason Bailey. We are live on YouTube Sunday night. We're going to recap week nine. I am with my co-host, as always, Eric Mulher. Eric, what's happening, dude? Um, You know, same old, same old. Just living a, a Vikings fan life of despair. Oh, damn. Kirk Cousins, man. Yeah. Did, did, so did we get a confirmation? Is it Achilles? Is it uh, Adam Schefter? tweeted that uh, sources say it is a torn Achilles they're gonna they're gonna uh, MRI verify all that uh, Kevin O'Connell said in his post game press conference that you know they fear it's an Achilles injury if you've ever seen um, a slow-mo replay of someone tear their Achilles and then you saw the play with Kirk Cousins you're like yeah that's an Achilles it looks yeah. just like Aaron Rodgers, just like Mo Ibrahim a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, you just get that weird little wiggle up the back of the leg when the foot's planted, and it's like, eh, it's, it's pretty evident. Yeah, that's that's brutal. Shout out to Kirk Cousins, you know, one of my faves. You know, the the you like that video is world famous. Love that guy. So yeah, man, um, he was balling too this year. He, was, <laughs> he really was. I mean, there for all intents and purposes, like the Vikings record is not good, but they're I feel like they're the best team in the NFL with a losing record. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, I mean, they got to four and four and you know, a couple tough breaks early on, but I mean he was yeah. he led the league and he was top two in yards and touchdown passes. He he was first and second. I forget which is which, but uh, yeah, doing it all without Justin Jefferson. Yeah, you know? they're three and zero without the best receiver on the planet. So yeah. like they were, I think I felt like they were maybe turning a corner and could make something of the season. And now I'm just part of me is like trade everyone. Mm. Like damn, this is well. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of despair. We're gonna yep. uh, we're gonna award some uh, some TP's butthurt cream later in the hey. show, and I have a good feeling we already know what city it's headed to. Yeah, <laughs> rhymes rhymes with storming. <laughs> but we'll we'll figure all that out. So, uh, all right, huge week in college football. Had a couple of uh, big upsets, a couple of uh, letdowns, and a couple of teams that just did what you know they are who we thought they were. Yeah. And so there's a, a lot of interesting results, but let's jump into the picks review because holy shit, dude, I got to say you were, I mean, a hardcore backdoor cover from yep. being undefeated this week at what kind of, kind seven of oh. yeah, I mean, it was a good week overall. I didn't. I don't feel like I lost, and I guess we can just roll right into the picks. The one I missed, um, I was four and one on the week in my bullpen picks that I considered bringing up, uh, but the other couple games I'd liked, but not quite enough to pull the trigger. I, I was two and zero. Oh. The one I missed was UCLA minus seventeen and a half versus Colorado. Uh, yeah, UCLA yeah. led. 
28 to nine and Colorado gets a score late. And on the surface, you think, okay, yeah, backdoor cover. Great. Um, UCLA turned the ball over four times in the first half, yeah. two of which were inside the 15, and they missed a short field goal. So I really kind of felt like that wasn't – like I lost that one in the first half, right? That allowed yeah. the backdoor cover to occur. And to Colorado's credit, you know, they came flying through the backdoor like the Kool-Aid man. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, overall, can't <laughs> complain. UCLA just got your hopes up there in the fourth yeah. quarter and then just crushed them. Yeah, I mean, they kind of crushed my hopes almost as hard as they crushed Shooter Sanders all game. Oh, my God, dude. That guy. He's a tough he's player, got, man. Yeah, he's got to be just bruised and beaten up today, man. He got shellacked a lot. Yeah. I, I don't know what the final numbers were, but I know he got hit close to 20 times last night. Uh, I mean, it, was, it, was, it was over 20. I think uh, that. Oh, that um screenshot i had texted you i think he was like 20 22 or maybe that was pressures i don't know it, yeah, 22 was, pressures i think you've been knocked down 13 times at that point yeah and i don't you Ugh. know pressures hurries hits uh, like i don't sometimes i struggle to understand like the difference between those but he was under duress all <laughs> game there yeah. was a couple points in the game where i was like man i don't know if he's gonna finish it but um you know stuck yeah. in there so but i did miss that one yeah, that was your only miss of the yep. week because holy shit, man, you just reeled off a bunch of winners and alas, I'm no longer in the lead and control of the board. We are yep. now tied on the season at My, minus four. Minus four turns table. <laughs> yeah, it's only taken you nine fucking weeks. I know. To catch up, but you did finally catch up with me. We're both still a little bit in the hole, but we're both getting closer and closer each week to breaking that 500 mark. So, all right. Well, let's uh, go ahead and run through all of our picks and okay. see how we did. And we can just start with you since we're already talking about that one you yep. missed. Well, we already got one down. So let's, yep. let's, talk, let's talk about talk. your let's talk about your six hitters. I would love to talk about the success I had this week. Um <laughs> Iowa State minus two and a half at Baylor. I, I have no faith that Baylor can keep within a field goal of anybody. They're just they're so terrible. Uh they're, Iowa State goes on the road, wins 30 to 18, and that was kind of going away. That really wasn't all that close. Dave Aranda is in deep shit. Um yeah, they're on quit watch for yeah. sure. Yeah, I I they might be in that same kind of category at Michigan State, where my initial reaction is to just automatically fade them. Yeah. Uh, any chance I get, because I there's not a lot to like there, but that no. was a that was a hit. Uh, another trusty, what is becoming a pretty trusty play is any Big Ten West matchup taking the under. Just oh yeah, uh, Michigan State at Minnesota, twenty-seven to twelve final. So I do sneak in at under thirty-nine and a half. That was a little bit dicey, but the Gophers get a stop at the end of the game to keep me safe. And indeed, another under that. Kind of had me a little nervous in the second half because I did not expect Auburn to throw the ball as well as they did. But Mississippi State at Auburn under 43 and a half snuck in there with a 27 to 13 final. Uh, Mississippi State is they got some stuff to work out, man. They're not a good team. No, <laughs> no, they're not. Also not a good team. And I mean, they're not a bad team necessarily. They just are not nearly as good as people 
and specifically the media would love to give them credit for being, and that's USC because their defense is putrid. Yeah, I wondered USC. what the I wondered what those students were protesting at halftime, oh. and I I wonder if they were just protesting like Lincoln Riley, like please put a defense on the field. But I, I don't yeah, know. I put someone up that's not going to give up forty nine points to Cal. Um, <laughs> USC, by the, by the way, before you go any further with that, I want to give credit to the person on Instagram who won the internet this weekend. <laughs> And said when there was a, I think it was Barrett Salee put a picture of the protest up on mm -hmm. the internet and was like, ah, you know, just an update, just like Cal USC uh, delayed due to protest at midfield. And somebody, I don't know who he is, but he put, where's the Alabama security guard when you need right. it? Right. You know, instantly you think of, uh, some security guard just mauling students, and uh, it, it was yeah, that's good stuff. I'm pretty sure he knocked that dude out like unconscious. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, oh yeah, but anyway, yeah, fifty to forty nine. Finally, forty nine. Huh, yeah. yeah, Cal Cal scores late. They have a chance to tie. Instead, they go for the win. Two point play uh, doesn't quite get it done. But I, I don't hate. My, the, I don't hate the call. If you're Cal, no. what do you what do you have to lose? I mean, nothing. Absolutely yeah. go for it. I think it's the right call. Yeah. Didn't maybe love the play call, but going for it, uh, sure. Because yeah. your your chances of getting in probably are better than your chances of beating them when each team gets the ball in overtime. Oh, yeah. Right. So if you have a chance to win the game with USC's weakness on the field, which is their defense, you should take it and not let their offense get the ball again. But uh, still didn't work. So that cruised on the over 66 and a half. It's free money. Uh, yeah. I want to say three Every minutes week. into the fourth quarter or so. I mean, that, yeah. there was never a doubt with that. Um, my bullpen picks, both kind of regret not picking them up. Uh, Coastal plus four. I backed off when Grayson McCall was announced out and they stomped a, a hole in Marshall anyways, 34 to six. That was surprising. I mean, I'm surprised that they just like went over there and just dominated. I was like, oh yeah. I, well, at first I was surprised because it comes out, hey, he's ruled out. The number didn't move. Yeah. Because uh, I was expecting, oh, okay, it'll go to, you know, seven and a half, eight and a half, and maybe I'll consider it then. And it stayed at four. I was like, no, no thanks. Mm. But, well, I should have taken that because they gave those guys the business. And then lastly, I'm not. I'm not ready to say they're on quit. Quit watch, but they might be. I was strongly considering NC State plus ten at home against Clemson, and they win twenty four to seventeen. So missed opportunity for me. But boy, Clemson is in a world of hurt. They're they're not. They're just thoroughly mediocre. They are aggressively average. Well, I sort of look at. Well, okay. First of all, uh, shout out to Dave Doran for not being a basketball school and crushing right. Steve Steve Smith on live TV and saying we're not a basketball school. He can kiss my ass. But uh, <laughs> Clemson, dude, I just – with that much talent and as highly paid as that coaching staff is, it, it's a mystery. It yeah. really is. I, <laughs> I've, I've been thinking about this really since yesterday afternoon when I – you know, was sort of watching the end of those results. I was kind of just catching it here and there. And I was thinking to myself, like, what is the reason why Clemson cannot seem to get right and win ball games? They don't even have to crush people, but they can't, 
they can't beat mediocre teams now. And I, I, I can't come up with an answer other than just Dabo has just lost touch. Um, I don't. I mean, I, I mean, you could say he rode the coattails of Venables. Like I, I, I would listen to that argument. So Venables what? is Venables is doing pretty well, turning around Oklahoma. Think he's probably the right guy for that job. That that sort of thing. But you go and you hire Garrett Riley, and you would think they've still got a boatload of talent. But do they though? On defense, they've got a boatload of talent, and they should be able to stop people. But yeah. On offense, I mean, you've got a guy that was the number one quarterback in the country coming yeah. out of high school. Okay, what wide receiver on that team scares you? It's not even a wide receiver that scares me or anything like that. It's the fact that they can't move the ball down the field at all. And right. you've got you got Will Shipley and a bunch of four- and five-star offensive linemen. You can't run the ball. You, you They don't do – like, okay, early in the year – we noticed a big difference in Notre Dame that they just bully people. And mm-hmm. Notre Dame has become that team that beats teams that they're supposed to beat. Yep. Like, you know, whether it's Navy, NC State, like, okay, NC State, perfect example. Notre Dame went on, on the road to NC State and beat the dog out of them and just bullied them up front. What happened in the last two seasons that Clemson's offensive and defensive lines just, I mean, are they just that depleted? They're, they're missing on guys because they're still recruiting in the top five, six every they're year. They're still recruiting well, but you know, a kid coming out of high school, nineteen times out of twenty, isn't ready to play his freshman year. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, with their stand, we've talked to death about his stance in the transfer portal and relying solely on high school recruiting. If you, God forbid, you miss on a guy, that set you back on that roster spot for three years. And yeah. that's a hole that you're you're actively not trying to plug. Um, mm. So, the, you know, you miss miss on an evaluation, or a guy gets hurt, or whatever. Um, you know, and it, it sets you back, and that's a that's a hole you're not patching over. And I think we're kind of well, sort of seeing that. I mean, they're four and four, and they're looking, they're staring straight down the barrel of like a seven and five season, six well, that- and six season. Well, that's my whole point. I mean, they won 11 games last year and were one of the ugliest 11-win teams out there. Yeah. And they, you would argue that they upgraded at quarterback since then. Well, you would until you watch those two guys play this year. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, they come in and it's like this progressively getting worse and there's no real glaring reason to point as to why. I mean, like they get dominated by Duke, even though they outgain them. They get inexplicably lose a couple of games since then. I just, I don't know. I, Clemson, it's a head scratcher to me. I can't really. Yeah, I think it's my, a combination of things. I mean, the the, the portal has, they've let the portal work against them. Uh, or they've yeah. worked against themselves in terms of the portal, however you want to say it. They, I mean, they've had some churn in the coaching staff. For the last couple of years for the first time in forever. Yeah, you bring Garrett Riley in, but if you don't bring any players in via the portal, you're relying solely on the guys you already have to be suited to his scheme. Maybe they're not. Uh, well, a lot, a lot of things. 
Yeah, it's it's one of those things like we kept getting on Dabo about hiring internally for offense and they kept sputtering on offense. Well, then he goes out and gets the best OC available and they're even worse. And I, I just I don't get it. I, yeah. I don't understand it. I mean, even with those receivers that they have, I mean, you're telling me that schools like say Baylor have better receivers than them or Texas Tech or any one of these teams. And they can seem to scheme guys open, mm-hmm. okay? And the ACC is not full of vaunted defenses, okay? No, the <laughs> ACC is not full of vaunted anything. It, it's not. I mean, Florida State is the only, like, elite caliber team in that conference. And aside from them, you can score on everybody if you are even remotely competent offensively. And... Yeah, I mean, I, I would listen to an argument on Louisville being a good, but even then, they're not. You know, yeah. I don't really look at them and be like, "Yeah, that's a team that can go to the playoff and win a game." Right. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a good team, but are they are they elite by any stretch? No, no, they're not. And so I, I don't know. Enough about Clemson. They're four and four in the conference. Yep. I mean, it's just it's bad. Yep. <laughs> and and I missed an opportunity. So I finished uh, six and one, four and one on the on the the picks I actually played. Yours. Uh, go mm. back to the well, Liberty. <laughs> Never a doubt, man. Never. They're, yeah, they're they, gonna uh, they're gonna fund my retirement, dude. <laughs> they might. They uh they win big at Western Kentucky. They win by thirteen, so they cover your four and a half. Tennessee, a little dicey there for a little bit, but they also go on the road uh to Kentucky, regular Kentucky, not not Western, just plain old Kentucky. They win thirty three twenty seven, so they cover. Oregon and Utah, you took under 48 and a half. Indeed. This was a a bullpen pick for you, but the one-sided nature of that, um, Utah's offense really just never got going. So 35 to 6 win, uh, big victory for Dan Lanning. So that hit. Well, and that's one, you know, I kind of highlighted for us to talk about that. There's really not much to talk about. Oregon just beat the dog out of them. Yeah, they were just, the, I mean, the better team basically in all facets. Mm-hmm. Like and, noticeably better, not just a little bit. And based on, and I wanted to bring up a quick note on that. Based on what we've seen, you know, we've we've kind of been at odds on uh, Washington and Oregon. You know, you kind of have been projecting Washington to win mm-hmm. out and go to yep. the playoffs. And I've been more vocal towards, I think, Oregon is the better team, even after going on the road and losing to them the way yeah. they did all that. Uh, well, are I you, think both are true. Yeah. Are you still on the fence about that? Are you still leaning Washington or are you kind of leaning more towards like shit? No, Oregon? I mean, that's that's what I that's what I mean when I say it's both are true. Like, I mm-hmm. still think Washington can win out. And, mm-hmm. and go 12 and 0 and probably make the play. If they go 12 and 0, they have a pretty good chance to play off, even if they do lose. Yeah. But, but I think on a neutral field tomorrow, I'd pick Oregon. I think Oregon is the more complete, better team, regardless of what happened to. I get what happened two weeks ago. I find yeah. a three point game on the road and Oregon largely outplayed them for stretches. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, Washington screws around with another team. And, yeah. And they've been and, really sort of underwhelming since then, you know, between Cal and Stanford. Uh, and I don't, they get USC uh, this week coming up that <laughs> off for your offense, that can be a get right game. Oh, yeah. Um, so we'll see. I still think they're the clearly the two best teams in the conference. 
And if you're a better, by the way, by the way, if you're a better, that total is like 78 and a half is what it opened up at. Take the over. Yeah. (laughs) Just watch it. Washington might score 70 by themselves. They might. I mean, that defense, boy. It's bad. So um, who else? Uh, Another bullpen pick you hit on. You you took that Michigan State Minnesota under with me, I, but you didn't yep, uh, did. you didn't you didn't call it in, so you missed a shot there. Yeah, I don't you feel took. terribly bad about not calling that up, but given how close it was, it mm-hmm. wasn't an easy win that we no. didn't have to sweat out. You kind of had to sweat it out, so I don't feel terrible that I didn't call that up. But right, if it had been thirteen ten, you'd be like, God damn, what was I thinking? But yeah, yeah, um, one you probably do regret. Indeed. The Gators, man. Well, and I didn't I, I didn't you, hate I, this pick. I think it was the right side if you're just like taking a risk and you're gonna sprinkle a little bit on it. It's it's like I said, it's not one I would have thrown a ton of money on or anything. I just wanted to throw it out there and really see what Georgia's offense without Brock Bowers would look like. And I think they put on a clinic. And Carson Beck looked amazing, threw for 300-plus, really spread the ball around really well. They dominated Florida in every aspect of this game. They they looked like like when Florida played Tennessee, I, I went back and watched some of that, and I was like, man, Florida actually looks like they have some athletes. Like They mm-hmm. look like they could play with anybody if they're playing good. It didn't matter. The other day, I mean, they they could not block Georgia for the most part. They could not stop Georgia at all. And, I mean, Georgia just had their way with them. And once again, anytime we even remotely doubt Georgia, they show up and they're like, by the way, we're still the fucking best. Yeah, they they do that. Um, So, I mean, I didn't hate the pick giving, you know, same reasons as you had, especially at that number. yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see this being like a 35-21 game. Mm-hmm. Well, that would cover, right? Getting that 14 and a half, I thought was a pretty tempting number. I probably, if I had to bet that game, would have taken it as well. Just didn't work out. Um Yeah. AM. Oh man, they missed A&M, a field goal. Missed a yeah. field goal, had a chance. That one, I mean, college kickers miss. What are you gonna do? If he makes that field goal, it's a cover. You know, it's yeah. it's one of those things like they A and M minus fourteen at home against South Carolina was was not a winner. They win thirty to seventeen. So yeah, got to be win by yeah win by thirteen. Way to go! Yeah, so they still win comfortably. I never at any point felt like South Carolina had much of a chance in that game. Um, no, no, they're they just, quit. They're just done. not enough to cover fourteen points. No. Um, you took Wyoming on the money line. This was another bullpen pick at plus 172. Very tempting number. They went to they, Boise on the blue turf and got stomped right on into it. Uh, they yeah. lose 32-7. to seven. The less said yeah. about that game, the better. Team total, Florida State over 34.5. That was another bullpen pick. They score 41. They stupid. rolled all over Wake. So stupid. I cannot believe I didn't put that in the active. They almost – I have to look. They might have hit 34 and a half in the first half. Maybe. I, I can't remember. I think that it was 34. I think they might have had 31. 
maybe it, yeah it was it was close at half i mean there was never a doubt after yeah. the first quarter i was like oh yeah this one's locked up so, so yeah still I, a pick you should have made um yeah. to be clear i bet it in you know off off of the podcast but just as part of a parlay i didn't throw you know a ton of money on it and the parlay ended up not hitting but mm. that particular bet hit but you know like i say i usually throw team totals in on parlays but uh well, one particular bet that did hit was Oklahoma State minus seven and a half at Cincinnati. Gundy, Gundy man. He just Gundy. keeps doing it. Oh, God. <laughs> he just keeps doing it. I never thought I would be a friend of Gundy, but mm. here we are three, four weeks in a row, man. He just keeps on doing it. Uh, let Gundy win Bedlam. Oh, man. And see what happens. Oh, man. That's all I I'm hope, saying. I hope so. I hope three, it three weeks ago. They got dragged all <laughs> over their home field by South Alabama, and they followed that up with a loss at Iowa, uh, Iowa State. Yeah. Then they've beaten back-to-back they're, ranked teams. And yeah, they're, just, and they're two and two, and you're like, okay, yeah, they're they are who we thought they were. Uh, yeah. You know, because we didn't have real high hopes coming into the year. Well, then what do they do? Okay, they beat K State. They drum kansas they mm-hmm. who, who else did they beat last week i forget another conference game they crushed somebody so it's getting to be like hey they win bedlam um they're gonna probably go to the big 12 championship game because after that they get the three of the new guys they get ucf byu and i think houston or maybe they well they have are three gonna- eminently winnable games after bedlam yeah, things are going to get interesting this week because you've got Bedlam and you've also got K-State in Texas. Now, K-State has to go on the road, but with no Quinn Ewers, it begs the question, like K-State is playing really well right now. That's another team that I wish I would have jumped on this week. Mm-hmm. I, that's two weekends in a row that I have not jumped on them, and I should. They And I don't even remember who they played. It was somebody bad, and they obliterated them. It was another 41 to nothing Thursday. Something along those lines, they destroyed whoever they played. I can't remember who it was, but it's going to get interesting this week. So I'm anxious to see, I mean, Bedlam just for Bedlam's sake, obviously, but right. <laughs> like you said, if Gundy were to win out, they are pretty much in the driver's seat as far as the conference goes until now they do have to play. Texas still correct? No, they don't play Texas. No. Okay, so who they have left? That's what I need to know. Well, let me look. They, I know they play BYU, and I know they play um, UCF. Schedules: Big Twelve, Oklahoma State. All right. Their remaining yeah. games are Oklahoma, UCF, Houston, and BYU. So yeah, so they're, they're three and one in the conference. Uh, six and two is their floor to me. Yeah, so they could potentially go and win out. Mm-hmm. If they, I mean, if they beat Oklahoma, they should win out. They'll be favored in every game except this weekend. Yeah, yeah. So they should win out if they win this weekend. Which, <laughs> boy, that'd be awesome to just watch Gundy beat Oklahoma. And, you know, send them on their way out of the conference. I, I don't know. I just, I would like to see it. Yeah. And he can, I mean, even with a six and two conference record, depending on what happens, you know, he could still sneak in there. Um, yeah. 
and it'll depend on you know who beats who and all that. But yeah, uh, Gundy comes through. You can never predict that guy. No. And then what turned out to be, I don't know how much of it you stayed up to watch, but I ended up watching the whole thing. What turned out to be a really, really good game. You had two plays on Oregon State at Arizona. One um, kind of an active pick and one you kept in the bullpen. Yeah. So you laid the three and a half with Oregon State. They lose 24-27. So that, that was a miss. Yeah. Uh, you also were on the over 56 and a half and it ended up being a little more of a defensive struggle than, mm-hmm. but I would tell you that that could have easily hit because at the end of the, and I don't know if you saw this part at the end I, of the, the I first eject, half, I ejected early in the third and fell asleep. Okay. So on the last play of the first half, Oregon state has the ball at the 16 yard line and they line up for a field goal to, either go up 13-10 or tie it at 13. I don't remember. And they run a fake from the 16. Oh, yeah. That's right. Faked it. Did not get it. And they lined up, and Arizona did the, you know, ice the kicker call timeout. Well, they get the snap off, and and you could tell, like, oh, they had a fake on. Come back after the timeout, and they still run the fake. From, and, boy, it's. Yeah, Arizona's all over it. I did notice that replay when I, and, I caught the highlight. Yeah, it wasn't. You know, you end up losing by three. Well, if they make that, it ends up being a tie game. They go to overtime. That over 56 and a half hits. Um, yeah. Because they'd be at 54 going into OT, but it doesn't. And Arizona State wrecks another team's Pac-12 title hopes again. Well, they are. Again, like we they said are. they would. Yeah, they are not a team you want to play right now. And I I kind of – I was betting on the – you know, Oregon State has just been doing what we pretty much expected them to do this year, and Arizona had been sort of overachieving. And I was thinking, they're at home, but Oregon State's defense is pretty good. I was thinking maybe they'll suffocate this backup guy, make him look like a backup. No, it was the opposite. (laughs) <laughs> he looked really good. Arizona looked really athletic from the, I mean, from the moment it kicked off, I was like, shit, Arizona's playing hard, man. This I could be in trouble on this one. Yeah. They're man. I like those receivers. They, they make life easy for, for a backup. He's probably not the backup anymore, but I don't, I mean, I think it's his, his yeah. from here on out. Yeah. No, he's, he's- yeah, he's better than Jaden Delore, I think. Yeah, I mean, so I, I would leave him in there. And uh, the running back, uh, what's God? I'm going. I'm drawing a blank. Arizona's running back. Um, I want to say Wiley, but that's not right. Um, no. Anyway, really good player. He, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the name, but uh, had a good night. Ran the ball well. They just, I don't know. They once again, you. <laughs> Not a team you want to play right now, and not a team you want to bet against when they're at home. No, so. no, they're not. They got UCLA next, so that could be another team they knock out of the race. They still got Utah on the schedule, <laughs> so just playing spoiler all year long. Yeah, so I mean, they're five and three, and you look as like, okay. Well, there's at least two more games they should win, and for a team that came into the year with a four and a half win total. Um, to already be at five with a couple more out there is pretty impressive job for Jedfish. Yeah. 
And I mean, I think at this point, the Pac-12 picture is really starting to shape up. I mean, Oregon and Washington are on a collision course to to meet again. So I'd be surprised if it ends up being something other than that. Uh, yeah, it's starting to feel like all these other teams are going to slowly pick each other off. Um, yeah. You know, Oregon, they get Cal, they get USC, they get Arizona State and Oregon State. I don't know. You know, Oregon State's at home. USC's at home. Uh, even Cal is at home. So I don't know. I don't really see anything that makes me too terribly nervous there outside nope. of maybe the Oregon State game. I mean, you can kind of throw out records in the, yeah. the rivalry game. Yeah, the final um, Civil War. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, Washington, I'm not that I have questions about them but they play at usc they still got utah they play at oregon state and they finish with wazoo so i think they have the harder home stretch and well given how they've been playing if i mean yeah. if they don't if, if they don't step it back up and play the way they were the first half of the season then somebody like utah could wreck their season you know yeah. that that's kind of what i'm what i'm looking at i i don't i think oregon is just Shit, man. I looking back, they shouldn't have lost to Washington. And I think they're right now, at least on paper, and the way that the eye test would suggest to me that Oregon is the clear cut best team in the conference right now with how they're playing. So I would tend to agree. But um that's all the picks. Yeah, so a three and three week for me. I yep. float around five hundred, so I'll be back on the T box this week. And man, you talk about a slate this week. Yeah. There is just God, there's so many good games this weekend between uh I mean, I think uh what it you got Bam LSU, you got the Bedlam well, game. I mean, I can go right down the I mean K State at Texas. Yeah. A and M at Mississippi at oh. Ole Miss has a chance oh, yeah. to be a really good game. Notre Dame at Clemson. Uh, you know, I, I would imagine I saw that Notre Dame and Clemson was at noon. Mm-hmm. I don't think coming into the year we would have projected Notre Dame and Clemson being a noon kickoff. No, I think <laughs> if you'd asked me in July, I would have said, yeah, that'll probably be a 730 on NBC game. Mm-hmm. But, no, um, Mizzou uh, at Georgia. Sneaky good matchup there. Uh, Mizzou gave them their toughest game of the regular season last year. Mizzou is seven and one. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Bedlam, Penn State at Maryland, VT at Louisville. This game, I was thinking about this game today. I was like, man, I mean, as this bad is, as this is, Jason, this is an ACC semifinal. It really basically. is. It really is. And that's what. Like I remember Timmy, and if you're a listener and you don't know who we're talking about, Timmy used to be on the show, had to leave due to life things happening and whatever, but still comes on when he can occasionally in the off season or whatever. Um, if you want to listen to him, he's back on our episode 100 would be a good, good way to get to know Timmy. But we were talking to Timmy after like week two or three, I think. And I was texting him <laughs> or maybe he was in the group chat and he said, I'm ready to eject Brent Pry and the whole staff to the moon. Just get them out of here. Yeah. That's when we thought Virginia tech was like the fourth best team in the state of Virginia. Yeah. And here we are in week nine and they have a chance to like be in the driver's seat 
for a shot in the conference title game. Yeah. I mean, that they look like a different team with drones at QB. I, I think Timmy was right. They they look a little yeah. bit more dynamic. They look a little bit more put together. The defense, I, I don't really – I think that's ever been the biggest issue. It's they couldn't move the ball. They couldn't score. And so when you give the other, the other team infinite amount of opportunities, it doesn't really matter how good your defense is. So that's going to be an interesting matchup for sure. I, I'm, I'm anxious to see it. I would love to see Virginia Tech actually take a step forward and actually become a good football team again, man. So yeah, that would be nice. I just, I don't know that I like their chances of winning at Louisville, but. No. Uh, for me, they're already kind of playing with house money as far as how their season goes. They're yeah. They've already, I think, won more games than I expected. Um, what else do we got? James Madison at Georgia State. Georgia State, six and two. Uh yeah, coming off a loss to the Helton machine. Yep. So we'll see if the Dukes can keep it rolling. Um anyone who wakes up Saturday just hating themselves can check out Iowa at Northwestern, which opened at uh, 29 and a half for uh, total. What What about Northwestern beating Maryland this weekend? Getting a second yeah. Big Ten win? I did, yep. not, did not see that coming. Uh, me either. Uh, they hit their over for uh, preseason win total. So but, uh, I yeah. think that's two losses for us. Yeah, we took an L there. Uh, who else? Um Kansas at Iowa State, I think, is at least semi-interesting. Iowa State is in the running for uh, a Big 12 title game shot as well. They've only got the one conference loss. Washington at USC, we talked about. LSU at Bama. UCLA at Arizona. And then we get a chance for some free money this weekend. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, Army is at Air Force. Oh, yeah, I noticed another service academy under. It'll be lovely. I don't know what it's opened at, but uh, I'll be throwing I I'll be Yeah, throwing I don't either, and I don't care. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll be I'll be throwing down on it first thing in the morning. So, uh, to, But to rewind the clock for a second, we mm-hmm. haven't really talked about Kansas and Oklahoma yet. I have not. And so Kansas gets the win, holds on for the victory. Fans rush the field. They throw the field goal posts in a pond somewhere outside the stadium. <laughs> I think they should just leave it there personally and just maybe put a sign up. Here lies the yeah. field goal post from one of those little day. plaques. Yeah. 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 I think that'd be great. Or maybe they could just stand it up in the pond. I don't know. But um, Oklahoma, man. <sighs> This is sort of the the thing that we talked about before the year. Like, if you look at their schedule, it looks like a playoff schedule on a normal Mm -hmm. season. Yeah. But I I think we've got to get to the point, and everybody's like, oh, my God, I can't believe Oklahoma, you know, this, that, and the other. But I'm on the other side of it. I think we've got to get to the point where we start respecting Kansas and Lance Leipold. And it's not – it's both, but yeah, go ahead. Like, I don't think that losing to Kansas is a bad thing. I don't like, think it's, yeah, it's not 2017 anymore. Like, I don't think no. losing to Kansas at Kansas is reason for, you know, embarrassment, uh, even if you were ranked number what, six or eight or whatever they were. I, yeah. You know, Kansas was a top 25 team two weeks ago when Oklahoma State beat them. Yeah. They're not some 11 and one or one in 11 rather, you know, just kick around. They're no. 
they're a quality team. You have to go beat them. You you have to go and not make mistakes, like turn the ball over four times, right? Stop the quarterback from taking off, uh, you know, without any sort of containment. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny when you think about how far they've come under Leipold. We made jokes in the in the chat and you know in text threads like, "Pay that man." Yeah, and I think it's a legit thing because if you think about where they were a couple of years ago before they hired this dude, like, I mean, they were letting students and they were letting fans into the stadium for free. Yeah. And still not (laughs) drawing. No, just like come to the game, please. It's free. And here we are, you know, a couple of years later, they're beating a top 10 team. It's just, I don't know, man. Leipold, they they better pony up some money because that dude's going to start getting major league offers. Well, uh, he, I want to say at, early in the last off season, they, they mm-hmm. didn't give him an extension. I have no idea what kind of all yeah all extension are. yeah all extensions can be bought out. Yeah, but. I mean they're 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 trying. You know, and I think if uh, someone like gosh, I don't know. Michigan State comes calling. Maybe Kansas ponies up a little more money. I, I think they know what they have, and I'm sure they want to keep him. But and yeah, obviously at some point, but you know you can. Their cash supply isn't infinite. At some point, you're going to hit a number that they can't match. It's just is someone else going to offer them that much? Who knows? I don't know. Maybe maybe Dabo will just eject and then Leipold can go to Clemson. Maybe. <laughs> Seems unlikely, but um Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Dabo's leaving. Yeah. So for for a guy who got very little publicity when he was hired, he's he's turned out to be pretty fantastic for him. But who knew? Winners win. Yeah, and as far as Oklahoma goes, it it surprises me less that they lost to Kansas. No, it surprised me more that they beat Texas. I guess. Um, like if I if I compare those two feats, it surprises me more that they beat Texas this year. Yeah, I don't know that one surprises me more than the other. I, I think this weekend was maybe a good reminder that one big win doesn't make a season. Yeah. Like even when Oklahoma was going to the playoff every year, they still most years they had that one like inexplicable conference loss, whether it yeah. was Iowa State or Oklahoma State or you know whoever um, Baylor. Yeah, it just it happens in that conference, and maybe you know because of that Texas win, expectations maybe got raised higher than they should have been for a team that was six and six last year. Yeah. And got beat 49 to nothing by Texas. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they went out. They made the plays they needed to make to win the Texas game. Good on them. You know, does that make them a finished project? Not really. I think they still have a lot of work to do. I know uh, Yeah. Fr- friend of the pod, Josh McQuistian. Yes. First in scoop. I've kind of followed some of his back and forth with readers on Twitter throughout the day. He has a pretty reasonable take. Like, hey, we were kind of playing with house money after the Texas win. Yeah, um, you I mean know. that's it, it, you shouldn't as an Oklahoma fan you shouldn't be down on your team, right? You be thrilled about like the direction you're going, even right? And, and the point he made, you know, because guys, oh well, you know, it sh- with the portal, it should take you three years max to get like 
a CFP contender quality roster. And he's like, well, this is year two. He's like, <laughs> you know, dude, like what? Well, first off, he's like, what planet are you on? Like, look at Georgia. Have you yeah. seen Georgia play lately? Do you think you're going to get that roster in two years? That You're more likely to get that roster never than you are to get it in two years, right? Because when you talk, what makes that roster great is the depth of the talent in addition well, to the high-end stuff. Well, not so, only that, I would argue that if you're going to use that three years a CFP contender argument, then you would have to go out and hire a proven championship head coach that's already established, like a Brian Kelly, you know, where Brian Kelly goes to LSU. I fully expect within three years they should be contending for national titles. Yeah, but but that's not the norm, right? That's a perfect storm of right. coach, coach with his background, recruiting area, program history. Ex- exactly. It, so you can't talent, all that stuff. And yeah, I don't think that's where Oklahoma was. No, you can't. Up. You can't have that same level of expectations for. 99 of the yeah. teams out there. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and Josh made the point, which I loved. It's like, Hey, you know, if you, if I told you in July that you'd be seven and one with a win over Texas at this point, who like what, show me a Sooners fan that wouldn't take that and be happy. But yeah, but we lose to a good Kansas team on the road. And then suddenly it's like the, the sky's falling fire. Everyone, this team's trying like, what do you come? Yeah, which college is football because, fans, man. Yeah, which is funny because Kansas came into the season last year with what, a, like a three and a half win total, and they go to a bowl game, and this yeah. year they come in with a, I don't even remember what it was. It was. I can tell you. I think they were uh, they were five hundred ish. Yeah, five and a half maybe. Five and a half. Yeah, there you go. And we already know they're going to go to a bowl game. So yep. It's, yeah, that's two over. That's two green checks for us in the overcall. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know. People I, I I just don't think people give Leipold and Kansas enough respect and it bugs me. Like well, Leipold yeah, is a winning machine, dude. He's a part winning of that machine. is he's I think people don't understand how hard it is to turn around a, a program that routinely goes one and eleven or two and ten and make them a five hundred team. Yeah. Like like Jim Mora at UConn last year. He, mm-hmm. he took UConn in year one to a bowl game. Like, how is that dude not winning awards? I don't know. So part of the reason, like you're talking about, he doesn't get quite that, all that much attention is, you know, he probably needs to go nine and three a couple of times or win 10 games, um, you know, because they were bad his first year. They went six and six and then lost a bowl game. You know, they're six and what, two already? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they can they can get to eight, probably nine. Who else do they got? Do you know well, offhand? No, I don't. And what's funny, like you just, it, they're a fun team to follow and like, especially mm-hmm. a fun team to be a fan of. Like it, it, it it's not going to break your heart if you lose by 30 points to Texas. Like it's not going to break your heart. You're like, fuck man. Last year we or two years ago, we were getting the shit kicked out of us by everybody. And here we are, we're six and two. Like, it's just, it's a fun time to be a Kansas football fan or just following them if yeah. you're a general football fan like we are. You know, it's there's just I got a ton of respect for that for Leipold and his staff, man. They just yeah. they've turned that thing around and made them a fun team to watch. And I would say this uh Kansas's starting quarterback didn't even play. You know, Bean started and played the yep. whole game. And so you gotta wonder, like 
is he the dude moving forward? Is could be. I mean, is I mean I don't it, know. this flared up back injury? Yeah, in IO flu, whatever it is. Well, I don't know about that, but I mean, Bean, <laughs> Bean played a lot last year. He played pretty well, mm-hmm. but you know, Kansas is they're six and two. They're at Iowa State, like we said a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. Then they get Texas Tech at home, Kansas State at home, and at Cincinnati. So, man, if they can go two and two the rest of the yeah. way. Even they're talking about an eight win season, and you know, Leipold can. You know, providing the fan base with a lot of reason for optimism going forward because his first year, let's look, 2021, they were 2-10. and 10. Yeah. And I won't spare you the year-by-year details, but about the half decade before that, most, most years looked similar, like 2017. Yeah. One and eleven. Like, I mean, it's just it's it's putrid. So he's gotten to like we've talked about with other coaches, like Matt Rule. Right, he was rough in the first year, five hundred ish in the second year, and it looks like he's building and you know or has built uh, an eight or nine win team. Yeah, because they'll so, be favored in probably three out of those four games. They won't at be least favored. yeah at least two. Yeah, they won't be favored against Kansas State and. Nope. Iowa State, I would think they'd be a short favorite, depending on where it is. Um, it's at Iowa State. Okay, so they they might be a short favorite, and then mm-hmm. who's who's the other two? Texas Tech and I. They'll be, they'll be favored. The yeah, they'll be favored against Texas Tech, and uh, I think Cincinnati or what's the other one? And they'll be favored against them because Cincinnati is bad. Cincinnati or UCF or yeah, UCF. There you go. Either one, they'd be favored. So. Oh, Cincinnati, yeah. right. At Cincinnati, they'll be favored in that one. So they should win at least two of their remaining games and get to eight wins. Yeah, I agree. Interesting stuff. Should be really interesting. All right. So rapid fire. Any other games? Let me pull it up that we did not discuss before we go here. I do want to touch on a few. Let's talk about North Carolina. <laughs> I, know, I know you watched this whole game. I didn't. I didn't see us. I followed it on play by play on my phone. It was on ACC network, which I, Oh, okay. So see, I didn't see it. Okay. So you Mm -hmm. were following the play by play, man. So that is correct me if I'm wrong. Three out of the last four years, Georgia tech has beat them. It's three in a row, four out of the last five meetings. They didn't play, uh, North Carolina drummed them one year. I think maybe the COVID year. And then they didn't play. Well, like 19 or 18, however that worked. I got to tell you, this looks like the North Carolina defense that played in the App State game last Dude, year. Dude, and, and this year. <laughs> and this year. Georgia Tech 300, ran for over 200 three, yards in the fourth quarter. Yeah, 348 on the ground, giving up. <sighs> uh, and, uh, you, have, you have no chance to win a game if you give no. up 350 on the ground. Uh, Especially so not bad. when you give up a two another 287 and four touchdowns through the air. Yeah, it's, it's so uh, bad. Yeah, I, I don't really understand that one. Um, that's one of those when you put up 577 yards of offense, you expect to win, but yeah. they did not. Um, defense just completely and utterly shit the bed. I, Georgia Tech, man, they <laughs> got their number. I don't know what it is. I can't figure it out. They're an anomaly. Yeah, it's uh, a little bit strange. We talked about Florida State with their team total over. Yep. 
they just absolutely smoked Wake Forest. I think they went out. Am I am I crazy? I don't think anybody can beat them. Yeah, I think I think that I mean something short of a I would well, I would say short of a Jordan Travis injury, yeah, they should win out. But honestly, yeah. with their remaining schedule, I think if Tate Rodmaker has to come in and win some games, mm-hmm. I wouldn't would probably would still bet for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't rule it out because defensively they're still very good. They can run the ball. Mm-hmm. They don't need to ask a lot of their quarterback because they have multiple receivers who can get open and, and yards after the catch, but they're at Pitt, Miami. They play North Alabama, uh, Coach German going to oh, yeah. take a trip to Tallahassee, and then they're at Florida. So they're most likely lost there, I think, is in the swamp, but they will be favored in all those games. I don't know. After what I saw from Florida this weekend, I'm not sure that, uh, yeah, I'm not sure that's not going to be a blowout. But speaking or sticking in the state of Florida, uh, mm-hmm. Miami narrowly escapes Virginia in overtime. Yeah. I thought they were going to lose. I thought Mario was going to mismanage another one and uh, <laughs> end up choking another one off there. But uh, they end up narrowly escaping Virginia. Yeah, a second straight. Uh- home overtime win in conference play after getting Clemson two weeks ago. Yeah. So they're having to work for those things, man. They're having to work for those home conference wins. Yeah. Oh, that's his first two um, ever They're Well, not ever at Miami. Um, yeah. They didn't win a, a home conference game last year. So I still don't know what to make. Still don't know what to make of them because they, I just can't. That Georgia Tech game is just still blows my mind. But I mean, they, they drill Texas A and M. Yeah, lose at North Carolina, not the end of the world. But you know, to beat Clemson, struggling with Virginia is not a great look. So we'll see how they look at NC State this week, and then Indeed. at Florida State. I mean, the next actually the next three weeks are going to tell us a lot about them because they get Louisville uh, on the 18th. That's at home. Yep. So, so no telling. Yep. And speaking of no telling, uh, no telling what you're going to get week to week from Kyle McCord, but uh, they kind of get a ho-hum win there mm-hmm. on the road at Wisconsin, 24 to 10. Nothing spectacular. Getting Travion Henderson back seemed to be a big boost for yeah. them. He had a big day, you know, big run there in the fourth quarter to kind of put the game on ice, a 30-yard touchdown, I think it was. So, Got him back. They were able to run the ball and didn't have to just huck it to Marvin Harrison 50 times. But um, he obviously still scored a couple of touchdowns and had a good day. So, yeah. uh, Ohio State remains undefeated on a collision course with Michigan. And uh, Uh, Yeah. yeah, I don't see anything in the next three weeks that makes me think they're going to drop one before the game. I mean, they're at Rutgers to get Michigan State at home and Minnesota at home. None of those teams should be able to hang with them. So, yeah. All right. So, before we close it out, we are going to be presenting our updated power ratings on uh, the Tuesday night show this week. And that, again, not rankings, power ratings, who we would pick to win on a neutral field given a week to prepare. And so, uh, the new AP Top 25 came out today. And I kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit and get your thoughts on it. So 
Penn State sitting at number nine with a loss to Ohio State. Okay. okay yeah. Let me let me pull it up quick. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Pull up the rankings there. So I'm looking. You've got uh, Georgia at one, Michigan two, Ohio State three, Florida State four. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care personally how you order those top four. You could put them in any order, in my opinion. And yeah, I think fine. as long as those are your top four, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I, I would agree in there. Whatever order. Yeah, that that doesn't matter to me. I think Georgia should is probably the clear number one at this point, but that's really my only take on it. Um, If you wanted to put Michigan up there, I'm not going to argue with you, but I would just say let's pump the brakes a little bit because they literally have played no one. And so I I think there's – I mean, I would argue that all of the top ten teams would be undefeated against Michigan's schedule. I guess. And so I don't, I don't want to overthink that, but so Penn state sitting at nine. Yep. I think they're getting a little too much love here. I feel like Ole Miss is kind of getting snubbed a bit at, you know, number 11 here. They, I mean, their only loss is to Alabama. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they've, well, I mean, if Old Miss is trying to impress people, they'll get their chance in a couple of weeks. Indeed, yeah, they go on the road to Georgia, so that yeah. will, that will be uh, you know interesting. But another team that I know they have two losses, but mm-hmm. man, they should I, be higher. I know exactly who you're talking about. They absolutely they should be higher. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, <laughs> LSU will not be 13th in my power ratings. You know, if I was, and I don't know what the, I think, I want to say that they opened as a, what, eight-point dog to Alabama? Is that right? I haven't looked. I, I, I well, let me. I can pull it up right now. I was going to say, didn't I text you that photo? You did. Let me, let me pull it up here and see if they've got it pulled up here yet, because... Now it's I gotta night. find it on this little. Uh, yeah, it's a night game graphic. Okay, there it is. Uh, no, actually, it opened. Uh, yeah, okay, so it opened at eight and a half for Alabama, and it, it is already down to four and a half. Mm. And so, I, I know it's in Tuscaloosa, but I mean, I wouldn't favor Alabama more than like two and a half here. So, I. LSU, I feel like, is even though they have two losses, they should not be not in the top 10. I mean, they're just absolutely crushing people right now. Yeah. But I mean, also, it's the AP poll. So the AP poll is going to put Old Miss over them because Old Miss won head to head and they have yeah. fewer losses. Yeah. Um, but like, wh- who would you pick on a neutral field between LSU and Notre Dame? Then, mm, I would probably pick LSU. I would right. think I would pick LSU probably without yeah. thinking too hard about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, that's, that's my thing. Like Penn State, you take Penn State. I just, I mean, they haven't beaten anybody any good. And then you can, I mean, you could make that argument about LSU if you want to, but I think LSU's played a much tougher schedule and yes, they have two losses and all of that stuff. But, I mean, Ole Miss, like Penn State has not beaten anybody that's as good as LSU. Nobody, not even close. And so, in my opinion, Ole Miss should be above them. So, I don't know. That's not the SEC homerism coming out. That's just the top 10. It's kind of just, 
I think it's a good example of why rankings this early in the season are stupid because you take Michigan's schedule, all of the top 10 would be undefeated against that trash schedule they've played. Sure. So, I mean, I, I never – I never really look all that closely at the AP. I just wait for the the college football playoff rankings to come out because those are what matters. But like, yeah, like week three, you know, any you go on any message board or even Twitter and fans complain about, oh, well, how is so and so ranked above us because we beat them? And then like, why do you care in week three? Like, there is <laughs> so much that, that's going to happen before this matters. Well, whatever happens, I just hope the playoff committee doesn't put Georgia not number one because then we'll have to listen to the that nobody believed in us narrative again. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, Georgia <laughs> wins out. That's going to be victories over Tennessee and Missouri and Old Miss, who are all good teams. And th- yeah. they don't have to be number one in the initial, but they're going to have their chances to be number one in the final. Yeah. And uh, early lines that stick out to me before we shut it down, Notre Dame plus one and a half on the road at Clemson. Or oh, are they plus one and a half? I thought they were minus when I looked. Plus one and a half. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Well, I'll be taking that one this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I was like, hey, man, I don't, just, just a thought. Might want to take that now if, if you're a better and you're pretty confident there. Penn State is a 12-point favorite against Maryland currently. Mm. Yeah, I had uh, I had Bedlam at this week's. And Bedlam is one that stuck out to me as well. Uh, Oklahoma State, Gundy getting nine and a half at home. <sighs> seems, it. seems a little heavy. Seems kind of steep. I'm just saying. I don't know. I feel like uh, they're, they're God, clicking how? on all cylinders right now. How is Notre Dame an underdog to this team? I don't know. I don't understand that. It's weird. And then uh, Georgia's laying 14 and a half against Mizzou. That should be uh, a little bit interesting, but I would, man. And then uh, I said 78 and a half for Washington. Currently, it's 69 and a half is the total between them and USC. Mm -hmm. And USC is a three and a half point underdog at home. So, a lot of interesting lines, a lot of good stuff out there. Uh, Oregon State late in 11 and a half on the road to Colorado, stuff like that. So going to be a lot of, uh, I feel like there's going to be some, a lot of picks this weekend. We're going to be spraying the board on our show. So yeah, I might, I might be playing more than five. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good games that uh, a lot of potential to play there, but uh, in between now and Tuesday night, you guys can find us on social media at South End Zone Pod. You can follow me at Jason Bailey Forty Seven. You can follow Eric at Eric Mulhair, and we will be back with you Tuesday with our preview for Week Number Ten. We are in double digits now, Eric. Yep. It's uh, kind of depressing, but we are bit. there. So we'll be back with you Tuesday night. See you then. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.